What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Well, we are promoting it. A little cold beer up here at the garage. That's what's going on with all the Ref Army it is. members here. Like a bunch of LSU fans about to drink this place dry. I like it. They're doing a good job. It's a good group, man. It really is. It's fun to see all these guys out and, and hang out, put a put a face with the text number, I guess is how you would put it. <laughs> yeah, the text that 90% of the time is making fun of us. I'm fine with that. I love it, actually. It's, it's, my, it's my love language. It's great. It's good. Um, yeah, man, a 45 nothing. That's where I'm at. Okay. It's a it's a stress-free Saturday, which is what we all need. Dude, God. A- after the game, the levy stuff, Muleshoe acting like a moron a few days ago, everything, <laughs> just a stress-free Saturday before we stress ourselves out next week after your comments from Cincinnati Okay, yesterday. what if it's 38-0? Okay. 35? Um, yeah. Anything over... Um, Anything over 31, I think. If the number is followed by zero, anything over 31 is good. But if we got like 31, 14, we got an issue here. Okay. Yeah. I, Man, I got to tell you, I think defense is going to look really, really good. We, the matchup just suits us really nicely. The, the, like the run fits and everything in the run game, it's all like really straightforward. Um, you know, they don't do a whole – I mean, they'll motion and stuff, but they're not just going to blow you away with, with all kinds of exotic formations and motions. And they'll line up in bunch a little bit, but that's no big deal. Um, again, like counter and uh, split zone is, a, is about all you're going to get from them. In the passing concepts, it's pretty simple. They'll take a shot here and there, uh, run a lot of the same stuff a, a bunch of teams run, man. It's – it's really straightforward, and I, I think for us defensively, it should line up really well with, with what we do best. From Sooner, Georgia, uh, that was the individual that asked the fascinating text last week, would you rather win 24-3 or 51-30? And I said, ah, 24-3, 24-3, da-da-da-da-da-da, the offense is fine, yeah. defense, and then 28-11 happened, and it was, well, this kind of feels, kind of feels weird. Yeah. Kind of feels a little bit sure. weird. Sooner Georgia says, this week versus Tulsa, which would you rather have? 450 passing yards and five touchdowns or 350 rushing yards and four touchdowns? I'm going with the rushing yards. The biggest question for me in this game or biggest storyline is Savion Bird and the offensive line and dominating. Give Give me 350 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. But then I'll probably come out of it saying, well, we still didn't get to see the wide receivers. Have one-on-one opportunities down the field. If if you can if you can give me a if you can give me a deep ball completion uh, in the first couple of series and a deep ball completion in the first couple of series in the second half, that's all I need. Just give me the rest of the uh, give me the rest running game. Pile up the running yards. I and really I don't even necessarily care about the deep ball. Like I want to see us test it and get teams out of you know piling the box because i'll tell you right now the formula last year is already starting to show up and we didn't have much of an answer to beat it last year 
And if we don't show that we've got an answer to beat it this year, it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting timing that this article came out on ESPN this week, and it was more about Mahomes and the Chiefs and the NFL, Mm -hmm. is that defensive coordinators, the the point of the whole article was no more are we going to let these guys just have big plays down the field. What we are going to do is we're going to make them hit single after single after single after single to score. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, the legit quarterbacks in the NFL. So I don't know if that's directly applied to OU or in college football right now, but some defensive coordinators are saying, we're not going to give you the big play. We'll give you four and five stuff underneath, but you're going to have to hit a whole lot of singles to score on us. Well, yeah. You know, if you're good enough to be able to eliminate one thing and force another, then that's the way to do it. But you know, the problem in the past has been not being good enough to, to take something away. You know, if, if you're good enough to take away the deep stuff, well, then, you know, eventually they're going to hit you on something. Like, you're, you have to give to get defensively. And um, I, for us right now, what our offense is facing is defenses, well, last year and what I think may be gearing up to happen this year, especially next week against Cincinnati, is they're not going to give you anything. They're going to come and choke you out and challenge you to try and beat them in one-on-one. Sounds like OU's walking into a UFC fight 11 a.m. at Cincinnati a week from tomorrow. Is that what it is? Is John Bones Jones going to be meeting him at midfield next Saturday? Unless, like... Are we Chuck Liddell? Unless, like, the... the, uh, the greatest switcheroo has ever been pulled, and the and the Bengals were actually playing for the the Bearcats against Pitt, you know, and that's not the actual team. Then I think we actually are, and because like I, like I said, like defensively, their defensive line is elite. They are really really good. Uh, they got guys that can cover in the secondary. They have two inside backers that can run. Uh, number six is is electric. And on offense, they've got a dual-threat quarterback, which you know we've struggled against. And they have what I would call, it's not a, a cookie-cutter offense. Like most of the offenses that we face, especially this year, are cookie-cutter in a sense that they all kind of do the same thing. Uh, it's, it's spread, right? And they run split zone, and they do RPOs, and everyone kind of does the same thing. Cincinnati runs triple option. Right yeah. with a bunch of weird motions and weird formations, and like so, it's unique, which creates a whole different you know preparation level. Uh, text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What uh, what can you see tomorrow that's making going to make you feel better, better about things moving forward? We'll uh, get to those texts uh, throughout here the rest of the hour. Greg from Lawton says, "Hammer the ball. Yeah. No need to show schemes and concepts yet." We'll get some of that against Cincinnati. Nice vanilla offensive game plan with a dominant defensive performance is just what we need heading into conference. Yeah. So just a nice, a couple of uh, scoops of vanilla ice cream, maybe with a nice cherry on top. Well, and that, that, I agree with that, but that kind of is where the frustration has, has developed because I feel like that's what we did in week two. And we didn't have all that great a success with it at times. You know, our offensive line, like we came out of that thing hoping to go in 
pound the ball, run our bread and butter against what is a pretty good front seven for SMU and show that, yeah, we're superior. We're going to be able to to really have some success. And it, it, it became apparent fairly quickly that that wasn't going to be the case against them as, as much. I'll, uh, I'll offer up at least a small something that has made me feel at least a little bit better offensively. First off, I don't think that they're getting in as many third and seven and third and eights as yeah, they did that's true. last year, Which, that, but that's not my point. My point is is that there were times last week where it was third and six and third and seven. And last year, if it was third and six and third and seven, buddy, if we're not completing a deep ball, they're not going to pick up that first down. No. Third and seven, third and eight, they're, they're probably going to stretch the field. There's been a couple of throws so far this year. Two, I think, last week, just on a simple slant pattern over the middle that have been completed that's, okay, maybe they got more answers mm-hmm. for third and medium and third and long now. That, and it, that's Dylan Gabriel praise, Trey. You hear that? It's DG praise. <laughs> Which, you know, like that slant to, to Drake Stoops where yes. he fought for that football and made a nice catch and converted that first down. No, I agree with you. Um, you know, I the the experiment last week on the third and seven or or so whenever we tried to run it and pick up you know a big chunk of it and then be able to go for it on fourth down or at least present some difficult uh you know options for the defense to think about on fourth down we got stuffed and out comes the punt team and the crowd was not very excited about that exchange but you know i i agree um i think I think, you know, DG, I think he's – like my only question with him right now is how trusting is he of the wide receivers, you know? Um, last year that felt like that was a problem. And, you know, like he has to see him wide open to throw, throw it to him. Like that's – right. when you start facing tougher and tougher defenses, you're not going to have free runners out there. This text says, this don't show everything yet until conference play is so stupid. There's no way in hell this team is good enough to be half-assing games. Also, is there really a chance in hell that BV wouldn't allow that? Well, I think there's there's a difference between I, – I don't know. I – you don't you don't go in thinking well we're just going to we're not going to show anything but i you have you have concepts that you develop through the off season for particular teams that you think are tough matchups and instead of developing those and working on those in games leading up to that big contest you can keep that concept in your back pocket. I mean, that's that's totally reasonable. I mean, I, I think those things happen all the time. And now it doesn't suggest that you're not trying to score and, you know, you're not going to be creative. I, mean, I don't think that's the case. I think it's as long as we can get away with really trying to develop our bread and butter things that we have to be good at, in in times of like the trickery is over like we have to be able to line up everyone knows what's coming the entire stadium knows we're about to run it on third and two it's split zone we've been running it the entire game we got to get movement we got to be able to push guys off the ball we got to be smart as a running back and find the seam like i think they're trying to develop 
that mentality. Not, I mean, whether you want to say that is um, being vanilla or not showing anything, call it whatever you want. I think it's just developing like your bread and butter concepts that you have to rely on. The rest is essentially just going to be window dressing. This team is a 28.5 point favorite on scoresandodds.com as we sit here right now. It could be the biggest point spread you have for the remainder of the year, which some would say it's the easiest game you have for the remainder of the year. However, with everything that you're saying, the motivation, I think, has got to be endless for this offensive line, man. Oh, yeah. Easiest, you know, easiest game you have left, like all of that. Like the offensive line has endless motivation to come out and not only play well but dominate. If they got anything to them, man, if they're these competitors that I'm – Led to believe they are, and the tackles have been, you know, pretty solid for the most part. I'm talking about these inside guys. God, they'll come out and play their ass off tomorrow. I and think play they really will. Well. I'm confident in them. I know there's a ton of potential there, and you know, I, I'm, I think I'm maybe less worried about our offensive line than I am wide receiver and running back, and that's a weird place to be in, you know. Um, I think the offensive line is going to – I think they're going to get right. I like the group that they have. I am curious. Like, I I think wide receiver and running back are going to come around, but like, I don't know how long we wait. Like, at what point, if, if they don't make a, a concerted effort to get, like, Gibson and Anderson in the game, at what point are we saying – the, the guys that we've seen, that's who we're going to see oh, the rest it, of the year. There is a time. The time is 5 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, if, if, if you are right about Cincinnati and you sent me three or four video clips yesterday during the show, it feels like you're right about Cincinnati. Like, seriously, man, it's that's going to be a really tough game. So at 5 p.m. tomorrow, I think we need to – there's some urgency to know that answer. I know. That's why I do think that there's some urgency going into this game tomorrow. Yeah. OU minus 28 and a half. What did it open at like 26 and a half, something like that? Uh, 70% of the bets are on OU, 50%, 56% of the money is on OU. So Vegas got it right about where they want it there. That's shocking. Pretty close. I, I don't know about you, but I would have a very, very difficult time plunking down any amount of uh, cash on Tulsa in this game. Because of the way the OU defense yeah. is playing right now, yeah, sure, man, I got confidence. I mean, yeah, they may cover. Like, it's hard to cover when you score in single digits, and I think that that's what they're going to do. Right, it's possible, but, I mean, typically you would say they're going to put some points up and it's going to be hard for Oklahoma to separate. Like, I just don't see, think that's going to be the case at all. Oklahoma Mitch, DG's weaknesses are masked by inferior opponents. His release is still too slow and awkward. He misses open receivers, and his deep ball accuracy is inconsistent. Stronger opponents will expose this. I just hope our defense can help win his close games this year. Man, we've had DG slander every single day this week. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, no one is saying he's an elite quarterback. No one is saying I, that he's an elite quarterback or has elite intangibles. It's just... If you like, guys am I want missing to be more, something? Like, no, when when it, did he miss a, a deep ball? I mean, I, I saw him he, be a little inaccurate with the throw to Andrew Anthony in under game threw, one. But, under threw it. But I think Anthony still made the play. Again, like here's my point. 
I'm not going to tell you he's elite or he has elite intangibles. He doesn't even have the highest ceiling of any quarterback on this team. But if you want to evaluate what's happened throughout the first two games, he's been an overall net positive. I just, I don't know. I There are other potential issues to discuss with this team, to me right now, than, than a quarterback. Well, It almost feels like a, a waste of time. I, I, I think it's a waste of time in a sense of, like, is that going to be the deciding factor this week? No. But is it going to be the deciding factor next week? Maybe. Or in Dallas when we play Texas? Sure. Like, I mean, that that's a, that's a legitimate conversation. I mean, when is the last time we played OU Texas and didn't have the best quarterback on the field? Um, I mean, I, I, I can legitimately come up with an answer here for I mean, you. La- I mean, last year, but right, throw I'm, that one out, of right. course. I mean, there, there may be days where, like, Colt McCoy's brother, what's his name? Case. Like, Case he, McCoy. he had a one-off game of his life, right? But I'm talking about going into the game that we walked in feeling like Texas has a better quarterback no, than l- we l- do. Let's, l- let me, let's seriously do this real quick, okay? Uh, I don't think Ellinger was ever better than Baker, no. than Kyler, than Jalen. I mean, he lost to four different OU quarterbacks, right? Right. Um, 09, Texas ended up being better because Sam got hurt. But going, you're saying going into going the game. Going into the game. Sam Bradford just won a Heisman Trophy, so you can't say that. Um, 07 was Sam and Colt. Again, I think that that's. What about. 05, uh, 05 Vince Young. What about 2020? Who was Texas quarterback? It was Ellinger against Rattler. So okay. If you if you want to say no to that, because we had lost twice. It is well okay. It's either Vince Young over Rhett Bomar in 05, or you can go with a first year starter Colt McCoy in 06 against Paul Thompson. Yeah. Right. But the point has it's been like 15 years. And like right now, I don't think that that's. I don't think that's the case. I just think that Quinn Ewers right now has far superior skill guys that he's – at least it's looked like it up to this point that he's throwing to, right? Yep. I mean, do you agree with that? Yes. Yes, I do. So no, – more, more elite skill guys? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that by the time we play that game that I'm, I'm still going to feel that way because, you know, I, I think that we've got some guys kind of waiting in the wings that – like, to me, Nick Anderson, he just has to emerge. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. Dylan from the 318 says, OU's offense need to have 400-plus yards of offense on Saturday to get that confidence back. Do you think it's possible? Dylan, and then in parentheses, one of the guys at the bar. I will be. Is that, you're from uh, is the Louisiana number. Okay, man. Nice. Um, which, by the way, what in the hell was that Coach O thing that he released today? <laughs> the press conference? To no- about, was that a press uh, conference to nobody? One of my greatest uh, was in the swamp there. We uh, The field goal kicker missed. who never missed. We won 17-16. So I got Tennessee winning the swamp. It was Is that just weird. his way of announcing his pick? Yeah, I, it was. I don't know if that was sponsored or what that was. Eating chicken fried steak at Calhoun's Ro- in Knoxville. Rowback or something was the name <laughs> on the – that was weird. Um <laughs> I will be shocked, shocked if we don't have over 400 yards of offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that post game show. What Washington have? 
Ooh. Um, I will tell you. I, I mean, I, I would think we'll they had 400. Up. I mean, they won the game 43 to 10. They uh, Washington had a grand total of 563 total yards, including 454 through the air. I I would be shocked if we don't go. I'd be shocked if we don't go over 500. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. Live for Tulsa Day. Live from Tulsa Day, I should say. Right here at Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer. 7104 South Sheridan. So many loyal members of the Ref Army have rolled out not only this location today, but all of our locations throughout the day, which we really appreciate. I think I showed up with 75, 100 T-shirts. I didn't count, but I've got like three T-shirts left. So people have come by, grabbed T-shirts, got koozies. I had a few hats to give away. And excited to see everyone at Chicken and the Wolf before and after the game tomorrow as well. Chicken and the Wolf pre and post game. And if you're in the 918, not going to the OUTU game tomorrow, check out the Garage Burgers and Beer right here at 7104 South Sheridan. It's the perfect spot to watch the big game with your buddies Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you. All right, forget all this, dude. Been talking about it all week. Well, Levy needs to do this. We need to see this. This needs to happen. Well, what is going to happen? It's Friday after 5. Who's going to be the star tomorrow at wide receiver? I mean, I have the answer. I think it's going to be Gavin Freeman. I think Gavin Freeman is going to have a couple of... I just he hasn't necessarily popped yet at wide receiver and I just feel like this is a game for him where he finds space and makes some big plays in the open field. I think it's more about him making plays in the open field than it is him being schemed wide open on a deep ball or anything like that. Yeah. I just I mean there's eight or nine wide receivers that you could pick to have the best game tomorrow and I'm I'm going with Freeman. I, I, I th- that would be good. Uh, as long as someone has has a game where they kind of go off, I I I don't care to see anyone schemed open like the Andrew Anthony touchdown last week where he's wide open. I don't care to see any of that. Uh, I want to see guys either win with excellent route running or win with athleticism on you know fifty fifty ball. Like that's what I'm I'm concerned with because. Whenever, whenever we face the better teams this year, you can't bet on having a free runner down the field to win on. You know, oh, I, I you're going to have to bet on guys winning with great technique, great route running, or great athleticism. So I, that's what I want to see. And I think, I think Andrell Anthony, for the starters, I mean, Farouk was great after the catch on that touchdown, which I, I would love to see more of that. And, and I'll count that like excellent, e- excellent like individual effort after the catch. Uh, I would love to see, um, and I know Gavin Freeman is is definitely capable of that. So I, all those guys, I I'm I'm fine with, but I still believe that if we're gonna get where everyone wants to get, we've got to have Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson be a bigger part of the passing game. I just I think they're going to be tomorrow. I yeah. really do, man. And just just store this one in the the back of your brain. I we've tend to we've leaned on more of the the worried side this week for I don't want to say for whatever reason. I know the reason. 
But this was a team last week that it was 14-11 in the fourth quarter. We thought, oh, here we go again, and they played nine good minutes of complimentary football. I don't think we're going to be in that situation tomorrow where they need nine minutes of complimentary football to close out a game. But it's just interesting to have here moving forward because they will be they will be in a close game in the next three weeks. Yeah. And do they respond in a similar fashion as to how they did last week? Because I'm serious, man. Like Once the score got 14-11, that is – I don't they know if the it's – They flipped the switch, didn't they? They flipped the switch immediately. Yeah. I mean, they went right down the field and scored. Yeah. Got a big stop, go right down the field and, and put it away rather quickly. Right. And, hey, I I feel confident that they can do that. Um, you know, I, I was that a uh, – was that play calling? Was that the guys on the sideline saying, hey, man, this thing is – we got to pick it up. I, I don't know exactly what you would, would – did it just kind of luck of the draw happen on some things? I don't know, but – you know, you, you, it's good to see that they were able to answer that whenever it got to that situation. And I know, like, the, the instant thought is, well, we can't get in that situation. Well, we did, and they showed a little bit of resolve. Now, does it mean you're going to go win a national championship because uh, whenever it was 14-11, you went down and scored a touchdown against SMU? No. Oh, dang it, I was hoping it was. <laughs> but... <sighs> It's better than the alternative, and it's something to build on mentally for a team that routinely collapsed down the stretch a year ago, right? Yeah. Like, you would rather start storing that as muscle memory that whenever the game gets close in the fourth quarter, we we hit another gear. You'd rather be storing that than when the game gets close in the fourth quarter, we fall apart. What's the old saying that uh, the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy on the team? Yeah. I mean – especially when he's a five-star freshman coming in and everyone's been hearing like, well, the Arnold kid, he can spin it now, <laughs> right? So last week it was, oh, my gosh, he was 100% in the opening game against Arkansas State, but the QB run package that they ran, we're getting texts now from the 918, please stop the Jackson Belldozer play. I don't think they're going to do that That's again. how bad it was, Teddy, is that the true freshman that everyone just – Wanted to see, see, see. They ran it for one week, and it's, oh, that sucks. we got to scrap it now. Well, I think part of that is. It wasn't is, highly effective. You know, they did witness one of the other backup quarterbacks almost have his career ended on the right. exact same play. Not about that. And I think witnessing that had everyone saying, okay, yeah, let's ditch that for Jackson Arnold. Um, I don't think you're going to see that. I could be wrong about that. Could be wrong about that, but I don't think you'll see it this week. Um, I think you'll see Jackson Arnold in a traditional backup quarterback role. And let me ask you this. Which, by the way, um, glad they tried it in week two and it failed. Then we rolled the cotton ball with the thought of, oh, anytime we're in a fourth and one against Texas, let's, let's throw out Jackson Arnold in a QB power package. Hey, I guess if there's a positive to that, if it's it's scrapped, it was scrapped after game two. If the ace up your sleeve in the OU Texas game is quarterback power, that's what it was last year. <laughs> well, it wasn't the ace up our sleeve. It was like they the the cards were dealt yeah. face up. The running back jump pass uh, right. was the ace in the hole. Um, the card up the sleeve. L- let me ask you this: We come out, defense gets a stop. 
three and out. We kick it to, or they kick it to us, and offensively, maybe we get a first down or two, but kind of stall out. I, 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 the the question is, how quickly do people call for Jackson Arnold? Just building off of last, like I'm not saying we're anywhere close to to like that would be a thing, but building off of the uneasiness from a week prior. Like, is there a situation where that would occur? I just, I, I mean, look, I, I can't ever doubt that, back, calling for the backup court. I just, I don't feel like the majority of people think that that's the reason. I feel like they're more likely to call for a backup offensive coordinator than they are a backup quarterback if things don't go all that well. Hmm. Is that the trail here? Give him the play sheet. Let him call plays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Do, do you think that if they start slow tomorrow that – It'll be more about Dylan Gabriel. I, yeah. Huh. Well, it's the easiest, quickest answer is to change the guy that has the ball in his hands every single uh, snap. I just, I don't, I don't. Okay. I mean, it's it's like the, it's the quickest change that you can make, like right away that people feel like is going to have some type of big impact on the game. You can't say go back and you know, practice something else for this week. You know, it's like we need to change. We want to change. We want it to happen right now. We'd prefer it to be with the quarterback. Let me read three here. Jared from Kiefer, who we just met. As a TU alum and lifelong Sooner fan, I expect to see the Sooners dominate tomorrow, but I hope to see a tough TU squad that doesn't bust mentally. Just also hope the Sooners prove they're physically imposing and talented enough to shine. OU 52, Tulsa 10. That's what I that's what I witnessed in the Washington game was a a Tulsa team that I, I didn't see a lot of bad mistakes. I just saw a a roster that's not in the position right now to compete with the top ten football team. Like there weren't busted plays everywhere and guys running free down the field. It was you know, it was good athletes on Washington's side and you know, winning one on one matchups against Tulsa. How many times part. have two XOU coordinators coached against one another as head coaches? It will happen tomorrow. How many other times has it happened? Did Arizona ever play Texas Tech? God, it feels like they would have been a bowl game. I Mangino, does Look, it have to Mangino, be offense and defense? No, I mean, I, I guess Mangino would have – Vangino would have coached against Mike Leach, so it definitely KU and Tech, yes. Um, I don't know. Just if, unique, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, can't I know be who, very many. I know we who haven't Bob, had very many com- I know who Bob is rooting for tomorrow. Don't get me wrong, just kind of how he views yeah. that. It's just kind of interesting, especially yeah. with an offensive and a defensive guy who Britt runs hot, Kevin Wilson runs hot, and I'm sure those guys are fine now and they're friends and – They'll talk about the old times and the kids before the game, but I'm sure there were some um, competitive moments, to say the least, back in those days in practice. Are you telling me there's at, after the the game's over and there's the the handshake at midfield between the coaches? Is Kevin Wilson going to grab Venable's face like Mac Brown <laughs> did? Uh, Beamer. Beamer. Jeez. <laughs> An aggressive uh, slap on the back, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. That it's got to be a very small number, at least, like, in my window of knowing uh, who the coaches and and everything are. 
few and far between. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Got a couple segments left here from the garage in Tulsa. Stay tuned. Tulsa Day, third annual Tulsa Day. We are closing it up tonight. 7104 South Sheridan, Smitty's Garage, Burgers, and Beer. Right here in T-Town. A reminder, if you're not going to the OU Tulsa game tomorrow, come by here to the garage, 7104 South Sheridan. The Garage Burgers and Beer is the perfect spot to watch the big game with your buddies. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you. OU, a 28-and-a-half point favorite over the Golden Hurricane tomorrow, 2.30 on ESPN2. And we got to fill up that stat sheet, just like we do every single Friday in the uh, final hour, OEC Football Friday, by the way. And uh, we got to fill up that stat sheet, brought to you by Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno. Let's fill up that stat sheet by talking about who's going to lead the team in rushing tomorrow. Is it going to be the Tawie Walker show once again this week? No. Or is Sawchuck or Javante Barnes going to lead the way? Or Caleb Hicks? Barnes. I'm really rooting for that to happen, by the way. Two play favorites here. I just it goes back to um, like the true ceiling of this offensive line. I think needs to be when Savion Bird's playing well. I kind of feel like the true ceiling of this offense needs to be Javante Barnes being the, the featured back, being or, the dude, or Sawchuck, or Sawchuck. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, like I would pick Barnes right now, just because I, and you know, it's you got. I'll give the kid the benefit of the doubt, and he's young and everything, but. I, you have to at least at this point be a little bit concerned with reliability with Sawchuck, you know, um, and he's he could obviously step in tomorrow, have a huge game, and never get injured again. And I would hope that would be the case, but it is something that's kind of in the back of your mind. Um, I, I kind of feel like maybe Sawchuck has the most big play potential. Um, I think. Maybe Barnes is probably a, a little better whenever it comes to the running game. But, you know, both guys have, need to, to – like, we just need to see Sawchuck, yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's I think really... he's the fastest guy out of that group. So if you want to say he's got the biggest play potential, I think he's got the best chance to get in the open field and yeah. outrun somebody. But also, he's got a nice mix of – power as well ability to break tackles yeah and i like tawie walker and i want tawie walker to be a part of the offense moving forward he he serves a role i think it's a big role but do i want barnes and sawchuck to to be the one two here moving forward yeah yes i do what if they're Just not big play potential what if tawie gets 20 carries again to lead the, the, the okay then that's how we have to approach going into next week like there has to be a dividing point to where we stop saying, oh, they're just hiding all their players. They're not playing their weapons until they play. Like, that's just not I, – I think tomorrow is that day that if Tawi Walker gets 20-plus carries and leads his team, he's, for better or worse, you're running back one moving forward. I agree. And that's just why I think – I really feel tomorrow the guys that we want to see play and the guys that we want to see have opportunities, I think they're going to turn it on and they're going to have that. Barnes and Sawchuck going to get a lot more carries tomorrow. The wide receivers we want to see be put in certain spots. I just I feel like all that's going to be, all that all that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it needs to. Right? We need to. We need to be. We need need to be firing on all cylinders before 
we uh, take our first. Like I, I mean, this is a true road game as far as how it sits on the schedule. You know, this isn't a neutral site. We, we are at Tulsa, but uh, this is not going to be a road atmosphere. Next week is absolutely going to be a road atmosphere. And right, we need to have some real confidence going into that game. We need to know who our stars are. We need to, to have everyone on the team fully behind the quarterback, not to say that they're not now. Um, the offensive line needs to be in a really good uh, space with where they're playing. Uh, we, we need to have some guys emerge at the wide receiver position that we feel like we can trust that can go in and make plays. And, you know, the defense needs to, to put together another really nice performance. And outside of that, I'm going to be – and I may be really worried next week anyways. That's just kind of my nature. But I, if, if we come out of this game with any type of question, then that does not bode well. Next week is not a place to answer your questions. 430 Tawi is Mr. Consistent Ball Security. Yes. It's true. Th- I mean, again. And there's I- something to say for that, you know. He, it, it is not a, it's not meant as a, as a, 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 a hit on him that, that maybe he doesn't have the highest ceiling. Like, he is excellent at what he does. He's a powerful runner between the tackles. He runs uh, through guys. He, you know, he's got enough slipperiness to, to, to make guys miss tackles on him. He's not a home run threat. And not every back needs to be a home run threat, but we do need to have a home run threat. We need to have a home run threat. That's why like, he was good in the 20-plus carries he had. I just don't think I, – I don't think he needs to be a running back in this offense that's getting 20-plus carries. I think he would be at his best down in and down out – if he's got eight to ten carries, and he comes in fresh while you've got maybe the defense sucking air on the other side, that's when I think he he's could a closer. be most effective. He's sure. a closer. Yeah. Right. If 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 we've got a fourteen point lead, two score lead in the fourth quarter uh, against a, a tough conference opponent, and you can bring him in fresh and just start handing the kid the ball, let him run through defenders like that is an outstanding role to play on a football team and ultimately that's probably where like for who we want to be as a team that'd probably be like where you would want him to to play but at the at the same time like if those other guys just aren't it and he ends up being our our featured back like that's a that's a pretty good place to be yeah uh one more before we hit a break kw the 918 says was good meeting you guys earlier thank you for coming to tulsa for the game i forgot to tell Teddy earlier that he's terrible and should be fired. <laughs> See y'all tomorrow. Fully agree. Drew from Flower Mound, KSU, Missouri, five-and-a-half-point line. Dude, what is, is up, up with it, that? Wait, it's up to five-and-a-half? I thought it was, like, down to three-and-a-half, Well, it four. started at five-and-a-half, which I still think that's I don't get why. it either, Drew. That's why I'm staying away from it. I know. But go K-State. God, please. everything in my, my being says K-State's going to – curb stomp Missouri. Tempting to drive up to Kansas and uh, take Kansas State on this line. However, I will not do that tonight. No. This is the line where you look like an idiot and they get beat outright at home. I know. Or on the road, I guess. I know. It's, I, 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 I don't know what's, what's happening there. I don't know if we've got players suspended, if there's an injury that we don't know about. 
if Missouri's been working on some big trick plays, I don't know what's happening. It's it's a very, very weird line. Because those two teams, in my opinion, are on completely different levels. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've got a final segment here from the garage in Tulsa next. All right, final segments of Tulsa Day as we wrap it up. Again, thank you to everyone that stopped at all of our locations from Tally's in the morning to uh, the Garage Burgers and Beer, 7104 South Sheridan. It's been uh, it's been one heck of a day. What I say, 45 nothing earlier. What do you, what do you got score wise before we get out of here? Uh, 52-9. 52-9. You like Mississippi State over LSU? Yeah, that's I'll take my upset. The Tigers. I do like Heupel to go down to Florida and get a win. I do too. I, I'm I'm curious though. It's kind of like a like we'll make our decision on how good they're going to be this year. Which I mean, it's too early. But like this is a kind of a big moment for them, right? In the ABC Saturday night game, prime time. The whole country will be watching. Pitt at West Virginia. Ah, hey, I, I, West it's a Virginia nasty needs a rivalry, win, but yeah, Westford, so does Pitt after It was a great game week. last year, too. Yeah. All right. Let'll do it. it. All right, man. That was awesome. It was great to be up here. This garage is fantastic. 71st and Sheridan. Really cool spot. We'll see you guys tomorrow at the game. We're out of here.